1: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
0: Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU. And right now, Hawkeye Episode 5. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about the episode titled Simply. Ronin, Ronin that is streaming Ooh. as of today on Disney Plus. This is a big one. So much stuff to unpack. Go watch it if you hadn't uh, because spoilers, so many spoilers here that we're going to talk about uh, but I big, mean, we're just talking about the episode it's not a spoiler.
1: It's just well, like well, I'm saying what if you have not watched it. You should spoilers. watch it first is what you saying. But also I've spoilers. already seen
0: Spider-Man No Way Home so I'm just going to lay out a bunch oh, of spoilers. You had it.
1: to throw that uh, in there just
0: not the episode. Just, just, just just nothing the to episode. do with this. You're no, just fine. Uh, Oh, Throughout but, the episode, hey. I'm just gonna like lightly drop some spoilers for the movie because I'm Alex. Real. That's
2: that's turning away
0: listeners straight I'm that. awesome. That's just I'm like not what people do Dylan. That. I'm not going to do that. I would never do that in a million years. I'm not even gonna mention it beyond here. So there you go. You're but a do asshole, watch Hawkeye <laughs> episode five right now. But broad strokes, well, here's what happened. After the fallout of the last episode, the big rooftop <laughs> fight, Kate is real bummed out because Clint let her go from the old arrow-slinging trade. But she works her way back in over the course of the episode. Jack gets arrested. She does some investigating of her own. Uh, but most of all, and most importantly, she has mac and cheese with Yelena Belova, oh. who turns the situation around on her, reveals that she's going to kill cheese. Clint, and why she's going to kill Clint. Uh, and meanwhile, Clint bonds with Grills, the LARPer, has a nice time with him, and Pizza Just Dog. Just a connection this yeah. decides to settle this whole Maya Lopez thing once and for all and reveals to her a big piece of information, which is that it wasn't exactly his fault that her dad died. In fact, there was manipulation going on thanks to an informant in the group, and Maya starts to realize it's actually Kazi, most Kazi, likely who our turned, MCU John mm-hmm. Snow mm-hmm. our MCU John, John Snow Snow who turned him. on her dad, caused his death. It's not exactly Ronan's fault, uh, but he also lays down, hey, if you come after me or my family, I'm going to kill you. So lots of mystery still going on here. Lots of stuff to go into the final episode. But let's talk about the last also, thing. Because we gotta,
1: yes, the tracksuit bros. Come on, man. I'm all tracksuit now. That Those guys are hysterical. Great. Just a Did lot of great tra- tra- pretty
2: tracksuit. Pretty solid L for the tracksuit guys in this
0: <laughs> episode. Yeah, but they got some fun moments. Well, they'll be back the next episode because it turns out that they're not working directly for Maya Lopez. They are working for the Kingpin, Kingpin. played by none other than Vincent (laughs) D'Onofrio. As we talked about on the podcast, we guessed it. A million other people guessed it. Uncle is Kingpin, and it is none other than Vincent D'Onofrio, as revealed not just in a blurry picture, but also in the credit sequence at the end. Very exciting. I'm sorry, what? In the credit sequence at the end, it's revealed that it's Vincent D'Onofrio. Did
1: you watch? See, the well, no, no, they they watched. They said she said, "Look at the text," and I couldn't believe we didn't get to play that video that was in the you know the thing. Blurry. Did you poke your TV screen because yeah, that's it was how like, it usually play. worked?
0: Yeah, uh-huh. and yeah. it didn't play,
1: so <laughs> uh, that was weird. But what were you saying? Uh, I didn't, I didn't watch all the, I didn't he is a watch big all cat. the way through. He's a big cat. the animated Something credits. Like- so there were two
0: little things in there that were super fun. One, of course. In case you weren't 100% sure that it was Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, his credit is in there. They do reveal it, even though he doesn't say a line. He doesn't move no matter how much you poke your TV. So it's 100% definitely him from the Marvel Netflix shows, which is very exciting. Uh, But then the final graphic, which I believe we've seen the same graphic before of the two Hawkeyes on top of opposite roofs— Right over the Hawkeye logo, in the background is looming the silhouette of the Kingpin over everything. So he is. I guess we'll see how this pans out. Kingpin is well, he's the Kingpin. We'll see how this pans out. But my presumption at this point is even beyond what he's doing with Eleanor. Kingpin is the actual ultimate big bad of this series, unveiled here. How we feel? I think
2: that's right. And I think there are some more Easter eggs here in the uh, credit sequence. Um, Alex, that you may have missed. I don't know if you were listening, but you're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. Mr. Oh, the Grinch. Kingpin. And the Kingpin's mean. A hundred percent. Garlic uh, in your soul. Very harsh, mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. off. Kingpin, garlic. Because he eats yep. a lot of Italian.
0: He's a, because he's uh, anti-vampire. That's
2: he's the anti-vampire. one thing he want to...
0: We know this from the Candyman. comics. they will have gangs of anybody. Tracksuits, whatever. No
2: Famously, he's a crooked, jerky jockey... Who drives a crooked horse. That's a famous comic book. I don't know. Rem- uh, I'm not sure about it's that. in the song. Do you think...
0: Do you think in the final episode, Kingpin's heart is going to grow three sizes larger and then he has a heart attack and dies? All I'm saying is
2: I spotted these Easter eggs Mm -hmm. in the post-credits that no one is talking. No one's talking about this stuff. Yeah. Now, did you
0: notice? I didn't notice a lot of Easter eggs, but I did notice a lot of Christmas eggs, which is what I call Christmas lights. There were a bunch of them.
2: That's what I'm talking about. See, these are good. You're on the right track. What about a triple-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich? (laughs) <laughs> With arsenic sauce. Now think about that. Wow. Well, like... <laughs> they were
1: putting hot sauce on the mac and cheese, so maybe See, uh... the,
2: the sauce. No one's got their eyes on the sauce, and that's mm. the that's why you come. It's because we we, uh, we know a little bit
0: more. But uh,
2: about speaking it, a of, bit uh, more. Well, well, hold, hold on. on.
0: The, let's just stay on the kingpins thing for a second because this is very fun to talk oh, about on okay. the Grinch stuff. But this is a big deal. This is a big deal for a lot of reasons, not least of which is that. There's the Marvel television stuff, which was from Jeff Loeb's division. That was responsible for the Netflix shows, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., one of our favorites, Cloak and Dagger, among many, many other things. They did a great job with a lot of stuff, Uh, some stuff, mixed results, I think we can all agree. But those were summarily canceled one after the other, ultimately leading to Kevin Feige's Marvel Studios taking over the TV shows, which led to WandaVision at the end, beginning of this year, also directly to this podcast. Of course, and this is the whole reason yeah. we're doing <laughs> this. Kevin yeah. Feige's
2: ultimate the biggest plan result. was
0: the <laughs> <on his knees laughs> of this
2: podcast.
0: He was like, uh, no thanks for the Emmy knobs. We're good with the Marvel Vision podcast.
2: Because I think there's going to be someone above the Kingpin, and mm-hmm. then you're listening to him.
0: But there has been an open question of how much they are going to accept those shows are not because they haven't really gone on the record about it. But there's been a lot of people who have talked about a rift between the way that Jeff Loeb did things, and the way Kevin Feige did things. So was there bad blood here? But I think what this really points to, and we've talked about this before on various podcasts, not just this one, is that we are getting them started to cherry pick the best elements of these shows and bring them not into the MCU, but back into the MCU, starting with well, King in here. And that's great.
2: When you're wandering through the junkyard and you sweet, see like some sweet rims on a rusted out old Cadillac, you pull those rims off <laughs> and you make them the villain of your Marvel Cinematic Universe television show. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. That's BD. You That's really BD. an
1: emotional journey there. That was uh... P, you love
2: cars. This is a car thing. Uh, this is a car yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. you
0: also, you love the Netflix shows probably more than both of us. So how'd you feel Combined. about this final reveal that Kingpin is officially the villain?
1: I mean, it's huge. I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio killed it as kingpin. For them not to use him, uh, it would just be a crime. Uh, so I just, I'm so happy that they're smart enough to, to listen Kevin to. Kevin
0: Feige uh, arrested
1: for not using Vincent D'Onofrio as yep. kingpin.
0: Yeah. yeah. For so, a long
2: time. Um, Cops say, uh, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Judge it immediately like throws a out case. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh i just think that it's, it's like one i of those...
0: always say a cab all casting agents
1: bad <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. I, I, yeah. a lot of
2: i've been wondering what that means mm-hmm. ACAB.
1: yeah i just think it, it it's it very exciting uh to be a nerdy fan right now because uh it it you know you're being rewarded for you know all the stuff that you're watching, so it's great and uh i couldn't i couldn't be happier as far as like Uh, them using uh, uh, him as in in bigger stuff because um, I think there should be more Kingpin in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So uh, this is very exciting for the future. Well, it also really
0: helps the street-level heroes, which, granted, we don't have a lot of them yet, but they certainly seem to be building back up that area of the Marvel Universe, which is such a big part of it. So to have somebody there who is... A legitimately great big bad for that part of the universe, somebody that you can keep on going, almost definitely going to show up in the Echo series that we already know is happening, maybe shows up in anything else that's going to be set in New York. That's awesome. That just adds to the texture of the Marvel Universe on TV and film, and it's exciting to see.
2: Maybe he's uh, in Eternals 2. He could be a
0: Guardian of the Galaxy. Yep. Yeah. You never know. There you go. Do the Eternals need omelets? Because he makes a lot of omelets. So hey, he kind of uh, you that.
1: know, since you saw Spider Man, is uh is Kingpin in Spider Man? I'm not gonna Pete? give it, a, Pete, cool what it. Are you, doing? you should cool. Well, it. I was trying to trick him. No. I was trying to trick I'm him. I'm not gonna do it. I'm
0: not gonna even tell you whether anything is or is not in Spider Man. I'm not even gonna tell you if Spider Man is in Spider Man. I don't know. Wow. Maybe he's, maybe he's not. Maybe it's Spider-Man. No way home is what they're saying. And they're <laughs> saying it about Spider-Man. I'm uh, going to stop and let's talk about the rest of the episode because there are so many other super, super fun things that happen throughout the episode. Um, I would love to focus in and talk about the Kate Bishop-Yelena relationship first because that's I mean, great.
2: What is this? this? This is a chatty Black Widow.
1: Well, first <laughs> off. The high was just uh, magic. I mean, um, uh, also, you know, we got such a, gl- uh, a glimpse of her before and it looked like she was just kind of edited in. So I was worried about like how much we were actually going to get her in the series. So to kind of open the, the episode with kind of like what happened to her. And it was like, even when they gave us that, I completely forgot, um, you know, uh, about the blip, and then when it happened, it was, like, so crazy. Um, I mean, you want to go back to the well, first
0: scene, to the flashback, is what you're saying. Yeah.
2: yeah. If you yeah. want to start there, sure. let me say, like, have we seen a first-person point of view on the blip? Because that was great. Just really, uh, really cool. And... uh it's funny, like I feel like everyone the, the MCU TV shows are treating the blip like it's very important. We keep revisiting it, and I feel like we as viewers are like, "That's a comic book thing. We get it. We've moved on." But the shows keep coming back to it as a big emotional moment, and it's moments like this that make it worth it for coming back, where we get to see it happen, sort of through her eyes, and her emerge a second later, and five years have passed. It was just the best sort of uh, way to experience it. That I yeah,
1: and also like you know. For her to be like, I was in there five seconds and it turns out to be five years, like, give me a moment. Like, that was just like a huge, like, yeah, holy shit, thank you. I, I there's, we need a, a, not only do you need a breath, but I need a breath to kind of really take in everything uh, that just happened. The other thing that I really liked about
0: it was tying Yelena and Clint in particular, but probably a couple of other characters, Maya Lopez, um, I don't know necessarily Kate Bishop, but probably there's something there. Just in terms of if I do this one thing, I can put my past behind me. That's a lot of the theme that we're dealing with here. And that's what you get with Yelena in the scene. And that's robbed from her by the blip, is what I really liked emotionally about that. Because whatever mission she had, it's completely messed up now. So she has to completely reorient herself. She finds out that Natasha is dead. That changes things drastically as well. So... We get this very different Yelena than we saw in Black Widow, still with those great, very funny notes that Florence Pugh brings to the role. But she seems a little hearted. She seems a little sadder here because she's so angry about what happened to Natasha. And I do think that points to ultimately what we might get in the final episode, just in terms of can you put your rage, can you put your anger behind you? And where does that leave you going forward into the future?
1: Uh, Let me just say it's very hard to do. (laughs) <laughs> uh, put your range behind you, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, easier said than done. There's elbow.
2: Yeah, um, we have Pete uh, famously as Slack Widow, the um, sort of less <laughs> active uh, member of the Black Widow program. That's
0: um, because uh, he's hardly in our Patreon Slack, but pops it every once oh, in a while. That's, a, that's take right. it
1: easy, guy. I read everything. Maybe I don't comment as much, you know. I'll tell you
0: what, this is totally off our Marvel podcast, but I think you retweeted the first tweet of anything we've ever sent out in years earlier on today. Like, you tweet maybe five times a year, and yeah. you retweeted somebody being like, Pete, really upset about Bughead on Riverdale. <laughs> and you're like, oh, retweet. And
2: yeah, well, it was somebody flaming anything.
0: our Riverdale podcast. Anyway. He's a
2: social media, um, he's Maven? our social media czar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, sorry, I don't tweet enough for you, or get no, a... No, b- I just wish if you did whatever. tweet, it wasn't <laughs> retweeting
0: people who hate our podcasts. Well, hey! they like Pete, though, is what oh, the point, like, I think. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, it didn't seem to me like they were saying they hated our podcast. It was just like, hey, I agree with you on this uh, one thing. But anyways, <laughs> to get back on He'll track, He'll
2: he'll, re- he'll retweet a P-tweet.
1: I have a question about Anna. Anna's got shot with the mist and, of course, was upset about a rug like anybody who has very nice rugs. I hope to get there one day. But mm. um, what the fuck... <laughs> So she just volunteers for the Black Widow program and is cool with it and doesn't need to be mind-wiped? She's just like, yo, I like killing people for fun. And then five years later, she's got a family is Totes Norm. Can someone help me with this?
2: Well, I think what's going on here, I think the theme of this episode is uh, a lot of these characters, these heroes, villains, whatever you want to call them in this, the, the Clint's, the Yelena's, they are weapons. Maya. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. they I don't know if this is the best moral to take away, but it does feel like Clint's sort of not taking he's passing the accountability of him killing Maya's dad later in the episode off to um to Kingpin eventually. Um who uh ordered the the hit, I guess.
1: Great. And in could this you case, get back I, to my question. So
2: then? what I'm saying is Anna's like, Oh, I'm not uh I'm not I'm not under the influence of anybody here. I'm just doing this for the money because I'm just a weapon, essentially. So it it's the overarching thing. And that's something that Yelena's sort of realizing, I think, over the course of this and probably next episode and why she eventually won't kill Clint Barton because she realizes she's just being used as a weapon against uh, her own judgment and will. It's the same way Clint was, which is uh, what got him into this trouble in the first place. OK,
1: so maybe I'm the only one who saw the Black Widow movie, but they were assassins Who were basically kidnapped as children and then raised and like mind messed with by this creepy ass fucking guy. Like, that's every Black Widow. But this Black Widow isn't a part of that program. She was just like, yo, I'm here for the money. Sorry about all you kids, but like, I just showed up and on the weekend, she's just a weekend warrior, is what you're saying? She's a weekend warrior. She's a weekend widow
2: okay uh, my my take on it was she was already misted and freed from the programming, and she was like, What am I going to do? I have nothing uh, i I bought this training, and she's like, How am I going to get up in the world? I'm going to kill people for money because that's what i've been oh so you're made saying to do
1: Elena already misted her before she forgot about that misting and she kind of went back into it just for the love of the killing. Maybe and then was like, her.
2: there's a lot of mist flying around. Okay. I'm going okay. to go Either with the way.
1: weekend warrior theory. Honestly, I think
0: I agree with you, Pete. When you lay it out like that, maybe it is a little confusing given the events of the Black Widow movie. But at the same time, maybe there's just soldiers there. You know, maybe she's not part of that main widow brainwash program. Maybe there's another unit somewhere that was not brainwashed and they did sign up and they were. Assassins for hire, or something. Okay. Like that. Don't Why don't you think it
2: makes more sense? She was, uh, she's was, got out of the programming some way. They know her.
0: There's here, a reason. I have a bigger y- 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 question y- y- about Black Widow for you. Why does Yelena have an accent if she was raised in America?
2: This is no. getting into some well, spicy was, territory, Alex uh, Alvin. Uh, okay. also. I'll throw that out there.
1: Who was cool, uh, uh, Yelena's cool partner that we only got like two seconds with? And then was just, like, gone. They seemed pretty tight, but then we never saw her again. Do you think maybe we'll see maybe, her in the future? Maybe. I'm glad she made such a wonderful impression on you. She seemed nice.
2: Are you saying opinion. we lack that Widow? She's lack Widow?
1: Oh, come on, man. Come on. Don't be tack Widow. Buddy. Oh, boy.
0: Tack, um, tacky, stop attack, attack. Attacking me. No. Attack
1: widow. Well, stop attacking me.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, but, yeah, I really did... Uh, Really loved that uh, kind of uh, 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 the way they handled the blip. And then, uh, yeah, if you want to just skip to the the, uh, the the fun team up of Kate and, uh, you know, Elena. So you we were
0: actually about to go in on this scene, Justin, but I did want to say something about it because I really liked it a lot. It reminded me of a uh, – it was like a riff on the way that Natasha – used to interrogate people, lull them into yeah. a false sense of security, and then turn it around when they were least expecting it. She doesn't do it the same way as Natasha. We saw that in several movies with Black Widow. But Elena still does that. She gets Kate to a point where she's like, okay, maybe we're just talking about hanging out in New York during the holidays. Maybe that's all that's going on here. And yeah. that's when Yelena hits her with what she's really doing. And that's for maximum efficiency there. And I really, really liked how that scene played out.
2: She charmed her with some mac and cheese, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, come on. Who doesn't love mac and cheese? Who doesn't love mac and cheese? She's really, when you get down to it, sort of a snack widow
1: at the end of the day. (laughs) In the way that she, (laughs) come (laughs) on, man, I'm (laughs) going to unsubscribe. (laughs) If you keep this up, (laughs) stop saying that. (laughs) 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 I'm
0: going to unsubscribe from you saying unsubscribe. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: But I did. I I thought this scene was just funny because Yelena was just like it was like a monologue, and Mm -hmm. Kate was sort of like what? Uh, To your point, I think that it was her strategy. It was just a funny to have her be revealed last episode in like one look to camera, and in this episode she's just nonstop talking for six minutes.
0: Well, and I think that's also I would have loved seven. Oh
1: seven, let's please argue because about this.
0: There's no. No, way no. I'm just ask. saying. <laughs> i saying he wants seven.
1: I want oh, more. She's so she's such a great character. So, so fun to see her kind of version of Black Widow is great. It's a it's it's a fun thing. And there's like, uh, the kind of back and forth she has with Kate was very interesting. And the way she kept saying Kate Bishop the whole time was really funny. Um and her love of hot sauce i re- i can very much appreciate You're here uh, for that, yeah, definitely, but it was interesting because it was this idea of like bullshit bullshit bullshit, hey what's with you and clint like kind of getting to the info, getting the info and then be like, yeah, i'm here to kill him just to see how, and you know why, you know, but uh. Yeah, it was interesting because in my head I was like so worried about her just killing Clint right away. But such an interesting choice to have the show to have these two sit down and kind of talk about Clint first before we kind of get that was such a cool idea. Well, and it also plays off of, and they're
0: being pretty obvious about this, but these are the people that are going to be the future Hawkeye and Black Widow of the MCU, right? Right. So we already got last episode giving, giving that speech about the best shot was the one that I didn't take. And at the end, Kate doesn't take the shot at Yelena. Now we're seeing how- Oh, I didn't even put that together. Yeah, so now we're seeing how that relationship develops. It's not going to be the same as Clint and Natasha, but clearly they're starting to form a friendship here, even though it's obviously a weird basis for it. But we're definitely going to see that play out much more throughout the MCU. And it's fun because they're funny actresses. And I do think at least part of it was just letting- Florence Pugh be funny because she is funny. She's and right. that was the whole purpose there.
1: And that was funny too, because she was like, she even said, like, oh, I'm so glad it didn't kill you. And she was like, Ha ha, Kate Bishop, you kill me. That was really funny. Yeah. I think my that favorite line a- for
0: the scene was, What did she do? It was something like, It's my first time in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very funny.
1: I yeah, I even like how she was like, I'm starving. You took forever to come here. I thought that was really cool. Great. So many great lines. I
0: appreciate the fact. That this series is funny. Like, I know yes. we talk about the humor in MCU a lot, but it's not – a lot of the jokes are not necessarily the, well, that just happened variety that you get sometimes <clears> in an MCU Did movie. I do that? Yeah. You're getting yeah. actual jokes, actual lines that are funny, some funny repartee back and forth, and I think it's working.
1: And the uh, yeah. Rudolph the Superpowered Reindeer, hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, what it about is. Bits Bits Bits? Let's Good. jump over and talk about Grills a little bit because I know I was very harsh on the larpers and started to come around on them a little bit based on how Kate was reacted to them in the last episode. Given that we get a lot more of Grills and Clint relying on Grills in this episode, what do you guys think about that?
2: Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that they properly vetted Grills as a dog sitter?
0: Mm. Uh,
2: because Pizza mm. Dog just got Left with Grills.
0: Yeah. But also, he pizza dog, it no was no a little he, to to pizza. he had pizza on hand to give Pizza Dog, so I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Also, that's the only
2: requirement to be a parent to Pizza Dog?
1: hmm Pizza?
2: That's a uh, little... That's the first part
1: of his name. I don't want to hear Grills' idea for a new name for the dog, I'll tell you that much, because the dog's already named. But I did... I was you can going, rename
2: it. You can rename a dog whenever you want.
1: No, you can. That's not very. I nice. don't know. They don't I do it with cats either. Uh, <laughs> my, my point is, like, uh, I I love. Uh, you know, I want more grills for sure. Um, uh, but it was weird that Kate went from like saving this dog's life to like not caring where the dog is. Like she didn't even know that grills had the dog.
2: Yeah. Uh, so. Um, I was surprised we get the the full Charlie Brown moment for Sad Hawkeye. Shout out to Arrested Development um, when he mm-hmm. goes into Meat Grills, um, and when he was like, "I was like, he's going to see Grills. That's like his
0: person." That That's was weird all- to me. That yeah. I like the scene. I like that they're looping back to Grills is a nice guy, and they're working with the Larpers and not forgetting about them. That stuff is all very nice, but. Yeah, he's got to have some other contacts in New York City. Well, that's the thing. And, b- well, and frankly, I understand the sentiment there, but the idea of like, you can't stay at a four-star hotel over Christmas, sleep on my dirty couch? That's not better. Am I missing something Sal-Kai, there?
2: Is that guy broke? He doesn't have any money saved up? Go stay in a nice place. He has got a, a hotel. Family.
0: He was saying, I have a hotel room. And Grills was like, you can't stay in a hotel room on Christmas you have to sleep on my couch <laughs> he
2: would he knows grills as much as he knows the bellhop at a
0: hotel absolutely he
1: knows come on he spent a whole day with grills come on guys grills was saying that they're so close now it would be insulting for him to stay at a hotel you should stay with me was what grills was saying i thought it was a nice thing about their relationship growing and yeah clint it, it's one of those things where if he goes to a place or whatever, maybe they can track him or whatever, but grills is off the grid. As far as anybody knows, there's no connection to grills and those guys. So it's a smart move. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. Sorry things. to interrupt.
2: I'm just getting a, a, a tweet. Kevin Feige just tweeted. There's a grill spinoff coming from, uh, MCU. it's called grills and thrills. It's going to be oh, him. Well. <laughs> like started LARPing and then just it's, like being at home, but like it's, it's dog walking <laughs> business.
1: It's funny, Justin, that Girls you said that you mentioned the Charlie Brown uh, kind of moment, but they also played the Charlie Brown uh, music, the Christmas uh, that music was there. the moment. Yeah, they that... played
2: that music on the moment because hold on a second,
1: <laughs> you're telling me there
0: was a Charlie Brown moment. <laughs> And yeah. Charlie Brown music, and at the same, same time. time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it's torn apart. Do you think that was an was accident? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's there's <laughs>
2: another Easter egg. That's, that's
1: an crazy. Easter egg right there. The, Christmas egg. Uh, Christmas egg. The yeah, music uh, played a really fun kind of role in this episode. You know, you had the, uh, you know, Tracksuit Mafia talking about, you know, when you got the Hollis Queen song, uh, yeah. you know, Rum DMC, and they're like, hey, great tracksuits. And then they started naming other great tracks. I mean, that was just really. And then the. The whole kind of like putting on the, the old, uh, you know, brass knuckles for a fight. You know, that that whole bit was really funny, really fun. While yeah. we're
0: talking about them, why don't we talk about everything that went on with Maya and also Kazi in this episode, as well as the big fight with Ronan, because that's pretty explosive. I don't want to forget to talk about Jack and Eleanor, which we'll get to in a yeah. little bit. But overall, what do you think about Maya's arc so far to me? The place that we leave her, and certainly there's another episode to go, certainly seems to point a direction she might go in the Echo series that we're getting down the road. That was my main takeaway from it in terms of her starting to have a break with the tracksuits, starting to have a break with the kingpin, and potentially wrestling with, uh, can I do good with my abilities versus doing crime?
2: I think it's 100 percent because the series fe- felt like it introduced Maya hard and then it sort of just put her on the back burner. I mean, since Yelena took so much real estate out of the show in this episode, it feels like now it's really she's going to be involved in the big what I think we're all all of three of us. Anyway, there's going to be a huge melee episode where it's just fight, fight, fight. Everybody versus everybody with the kingpin in there. Um,
1: you think set, we're going to get a kingpin fight sequence in the last episode? I, I think, hope so. Oh I think God. there's going
2: to be Everyone's gunning for everybody now You got Yelena coming for uh, for Clint Kate's parents Kate Eleanor is with Kingpin Kingpin is uh, trying to get rid of uh, Clint Like It's just like every, the web is there We've set up a chaotic Well battle. that's the
1: thing We couldn't hit play on that video We don't know if that's like in the past Or if that's a recent video of that No that's you know our, a recent oh, you video You
2: th- <laughs> Maybe maybe they were watching the Daredevil series mm-hmm. on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, on the maybe.
0: Phone. Yelena texted her. Is like just saw a series on Netflix. Very uh, mixed reaction. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Started out good,
2: then ended oh, little wobbly. Season two, not quite. <laughs> stop, first half of season accent. two
0: introduced Punisher pretty good, and then to go stop, off track and stop. Staff, to stop. Honest. Iron stop. Fist? Is...
2: Are you kidding <laughs> me?
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> who are you guys doing? It's really bad. Yelena Belova. That's our. Yelena
2: Belova is a per- flawless, two flawless Absolutely. Yelena Belova. We were,
0: it was the three of us. It was me, Justin, and Florence Pugh were all up for the oh, role. And ultimately well, she got it? it, but only because yeah. we both bowed out.
2: Yeah, we. I definitely bowed out. Did you <laughs> notice? I don't know, Pete, if you noticed, but I actually wasn't, I was just a recording of Florence Pugh doing the character when the words that you thought I was saying.
0: Oh, well. Oh. Wow. That's pretty nuts. That's pretty yeah, nuts yeah. that she had that dialogue in Hawkeye. Um, so just to bring it back to the fight scene, though, I thought that was great. I love the whole Batman nature of Rhodey just pulling everybody out of the way. Yeah, and cool. I, I appreciated seeing that. We've certainly talked a lot about the differences. I still thought
1: maybe it would be Maya under the hood. I was surprised that it was like Clint. Maya under the hood, <laughs> even though she was in the
0: scene?
2: She was waiting for him.
1: Yeah, she was waiting for running. No, no, I'm you sorry. I thought – I I meant um, uh, Kate's mom.
2: I oh, you. Eleanor. Yeah. Okay. Eleanor. Yes. Um, That's good because I will say when they didn't show that it was Hawkeye uh, and – or Ronan, I was like, this seems a little
0: questionable. And then, yeah, uh, but I like that because we got to see Ronan unfettered by his Hawkeye nature. We've seen a couple of scenes of that before, but seeing him so bruised and battered with grills and everything, and then talking to Laura, explaining he's got to finish this thing, to see him really let loose in this way while still holding him back. I think that gets to a lot of the point of the series for Clint, like we've been talking about, is. How does he reconcile his Ronin nature with his Hawkeye nature with being Clint, the dad and all of these things? How does he bring this together to be a more whole person? And that's ultimately the decision he makes at the end there with Maya to not kill her, but instead show his face, warn her off, but also give her the information that she needs.
2: Yeah, And it works. She's instantly suspicious of Kazi and uh, and setting us up for the uh, aforementioned melee.
0: So let's talk about Eleanor and Jack then, because Jack gets arrested, which was a surprise twist for me. How do you think this fits all together, given the information we know now that seemingly Eleanor is working for Kingpin?
2: It was a little weird.
1: I think it was for show. I think it was like a kind of like fake, you know, like, oh, Kate's here. Let's do this. And it was also it it was kind of shot weird. It looked like Jack maybe wasn't there. Um, But. Or maybe it's just the lighting on the show that's throwing me what? up. I don't know. It looked like deep, he was CG. Deep investigation, in. but like I, I think it's this interesting kind of like, or it you know, because he's like, oh, don't worry, misunderstanding. You know, I'll get this all cleared what up. What voice are you doing down? I'm doing it. perfect, Jack. Perfect. It's the mu- I'm trying to act like the mustache, but uh, I just think that like it, it seemed all very much for show. Um, Also, I think it it was weird that that cop wasn't like, hey, we still got to talk about your apartment that was on fire. You know, we still haven't cleared up that whole thread. I guess that's just not going to get handled.
2: Um, I do think that it was for sure. I think you're right, Pete. I think it was to stop Kate from pursuing it because she's exposing too much that she would then give to Clint. And then that would be information that would end up breaking apart their enterprise.
0: Right. And there's one last piece we should probably talk about is the Laura of it all, Uh, given that we were speculating last episode that she might be an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. in hiding. She might be Mockingbird from the comics, who's often been paired with Clint. Um, That still seems to be a possibility in my mind. But now that we get the confirmation that it's Kingpin, it seems like it's very specifically Kingpin she's hiding from. So pure speculation. But what do you think went on there? Why would Laura potentially be hiding on a farm from kingpin
2: that because i agree with you the, i was really liking your theory that she was going to end up being uh the mockingbird of the new mcu world but to think of what other character it, she could be in relation to kingpin i i don't know who that could possibly be
1: yeah also it was a little too on the nose that their code word for kingpin was big guy like that was just like oh man it seems uh, a little... I mean, we talked about this
0: last episode, but every m c u show f- so far has done that, whether it's Agatha or the power broker or the man uh oh my gosh, what was Kang um not the man in uh, charge. <laughs> uh, the he one who, who remains. remains, he who yeah. remains. Um, so all of that stuff, they've been doing the same trick. I honestly hope they stop doing that and we don't get that. <laughs> I really want to have, even though I've been enjoying all of these series, the next series out, which I think is probably She-Hulk, though they haven't announced it. That's one that I want to have first episode. We know who the villain is. Let's just go. Like we don't mm-hmm. need to have secret villain the entire time and play around. I understand why they did it. I understand why they held on to the kingpin reveal, but it is cool. It's cool, but it's also a little repetitive.
2: I hate to tell you, Alex, but uh, these MCU shows are following a pretty strong formula of revealing stuff as they go on, Uh, like a lot of television shows. You understand what
0: I'm saying, though, right? It's also one of my least favorite things in comics when they have character and just their faces in shadow the entire time. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I get it. I've seen this a million times.
2: Come on! I hear you, but I don't. I'd be surprised if they fully abandoned this model. yeah, that works. But it doesn't have to be
0: every series. Is that right. fair? Can okay. you agree yeah. to that, Justin? Maybe She-Hulk could just fight the, the
2: villain right at the beginning of the series and then she could just do lawyer stuff. I just to want to know
0: who things. it is. That's all. Like, you don't need to have secret villain every time out. That's all I'm saying.
2: I'm going to keep
0: harping on this as much as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going well for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> any other moments from the episode you want to call out before we start to wrap up here? I love Do
2: you have? Oh, Before we move on, do you have any guesses about the watch and Laura's role?
0: i still think maybe i stick by that theory i think maybe like mockingbird tried to take down kingpin and he put out a hit on her or something like that and that's why she has to hide um maybe they won't use the mockingbird name but i certainly don't think she was a criminal yeah the flip side of it though is hawkeye started as a criminal right so like what if just to throw it out there Hawkeye and Laura were both criminals back in the day, working for Kingpin. Decided to turn on him because of their skills. They got recruited by Shield, and Kingpin was like, "They knew too many secrets. I'm going to kill them." Laura decided to retire, hide out on this farm, uh, take care of their family, and Clint stayed with Shield. So, uh, just to throw that out as a random possibility.
1: And I'm going to stick with it's just a, a Rolex. Uh, I feel like there is too much to wrap up in this last episode that I'm really worried about. It. There's there's too much stuff that I that they got to kind of do and not put off to another series that I'm worried is what's going to happen.
2: Um, I mean, I'm just trying to think of other girlfriends. of. Didn't he date Moonstone, the villain here? Sure. A while he ago? dated a bunch of them. Yeah. Or what about um, Jessica Drew, Spider Woman?
0: Sure. That would be a big swing. I, potentially. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Uh, maybe. Night Nurse. Yeah. He had a relationship with. That would be weird sure. also, since that's another character in yes. uh, the, the other TV shows. Could
0: be Bodoc. Maybe Bodoc. <laughs> Good.
2: They did kiss once. <laughs> um, my theory, still possible that uh, there's an Iron Man armor
0: that's going to come out of that watch. Maybe. Ooh. I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, what, oh, Pete, were you going to call out a moment or two?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really loved uh, Kate's uh, relentless voicemails. I thought that was very enjoyable. Very swingers. Yeah. Yeah. Very swingers. It was like, stop calling. Uh, really dated ourselves with that. Um,
2: the scene with the plaque in Pershing Square I thought was cool, um, really showing the ramifications of the battle in New York. I like uh, that as a little signpost.
1: Yeah, the the I really like Clint talking to the memorial thing. That was really cool. Also, I'm really glad he kind of was doing the sign language thing, too, with mm-hmm. Echo, Um I was, I really love the yelling as the arrow came through the windshield and then stopped. Message arrow. Yeah, the old message arrow. Just when you think they're out of trick arrows, nope.
2: The most basic trick is a little compartment. Uh, (laughs) And one thing, one line from the very beginning I thought was weird or interesting is when uh, Yelena reunites with Anna and the other Black Widow, there's a line Sex in the City, we should watch it together. Did you hear that sort of? Yeah.
0: It's a no, TF for And Just Like That, now on HBO Max. <laughs> that's what's going a on show there.
2: that Alex and I talked about extensively on our <laughs> Week Can Geek podcast mm-hmm. for some reason. The oh, geekiest show
0: around, the Sex Uh-oh. of the City sequel. Wait,
2: you guys talked about that? Yeah. You, you were, were sick, not beat, me,
0: and we both watched it, so. Why? Why? What are you talking well, about? <laughs> we could talk about this but, so, I mean, uh, literally uh, any other no. time. Yeah, Why yeah. don't we... Move on and Miranda is
2: our... a vigilante now. You should watch it. Yeah, <laughs> what do we talk about? Uh,
0: go to our vision board where we talk about what we're expected to see going forward, particularly into this last final episode. Pete, you touched on this a little bit already, but what do you
1: want to see in the final episode of the show? Well, I want to see uh, – first, I want to see Pizza Dog land in a nice home because I'm worried because Kate, you know, if she has to get rid of that one apartment and that that place with her mom, that, that doesn't look like that will allow dogs. So I'm worried that, you know, is the dog going to stay with grills? Like, is that where Pizza Dog is going to live? That doesn't seem right. You know what I mean? Nobody else is worried about this? Okay. Uh, my real answer <laughs> is, yeah, I I I want – I don't want it to end with – Uh, like just a really badass shot of kingpin i want kingpin to be in this episode i want kingpin to have lines and and interact it would be sick if it was a fight sequence but uh you know i don't i don't want to put too much out there and i want
2: to i want to go the opposite direction i want the kingpin just to be like a painting or um a gif a GIF?
0: he maybe he could be an nft Oh, <laughs> that's a good. Idea. The That'd ultimate so scale. Cool. <laughs> Justin, what's on your vision board for this final episode? I didn't get I to mention it. A, but, okay. Oh, go ahead. You said like two things already, Pete. And both <laughs> I know, of them I also, were I would like
1: to see Kate, you know, m- maybe get more than one fork because it was a little sad. And oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. For that. That. <laughs> that's
2: great. Maybe Black Widow drop off a second fork. For
1: yeah, that would be nice. You know, a little friend fork. She's
2: uh, not, not Fork Eye. Oh, <laughs> For those of you listening at home, when Alex said that, he made a sour face because he didn't maybe want to say it.
1: That. <laughs> so why I say it out loud is my I, question. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, next week on Fork Eye.
2: Uh, I said it already. Melee episode. Chaos on chaos. I want to know what the watch is. I want to know what Laura Barton's deal is. Um, all must be revealed, and I think we're going to set up Maya for her series pretty um, intensely. Hawkeye will get home for Christmas, I think. Ooh. Will we be leaving a door open for a second Hawkeye series is perhaps a big question.
0: Um, on that note, I think, sure, because the characters are going to be ongoing. But the big thing that I want to see beyond what you guys mentioned on my vision board – is, and I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but I want to wrap up the Clint story. Like, I I want to see some mantle passing to Kate, say, you are worthy of being a hero. You could be the new Hawkeye. You could pick up where I left off. No, they off. got... Well, where I think it's in a way like I don't think Clint's going to die. I think like you're saying, he's going to get back for Christmas. So, of course, he could come back for a second season, be like, oh, no, Kate's in trouble. I got to go help her. And Kate's like, why are you here? I'm fine. And they have funny hijinks as they're going on a new adventure. That's totally fine. But I, so much of this has been about the weight that Clint feels. I think being able to relieve that weight in the final episode would give him a lot of nice emotional closure to the character after a decade-ish of movies or so uh, that I think would be nice because I really have turned the corner in terms of what emotionally they're doing with this very serious Hawkeye. Like, I was very sold on it in this episode. Like, you were talking about the plaque and where he's talking to Natasha, I thought was very sweet and very sad. That I think... Him moving beyond that would be a good thing to see. It would be a good place to leave yeah. him.
2: I, I mean, honestly, you, in that moment, I thought he was sort of like the plaque widow of the series. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, boy. Wait, wait, wait. Though, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I, a couple things. Your answer pissed me off. Now, what I want to have happen is Yelena kills Clint, hands her the bow, and goes, You're a Hawkeye now.
2: I hope that doesn't happen because here's what I think. I, I, what if we get a young Avengers set up? Uh, we haven't had a full on direct point to that. We've just seen mm-hmm. a lot of the characters popping up. You get that long shot. Hawkeye Clint moves out to L.A. with Laura, who's revealed as
0: uh, Mockingbird, maybe Tigra, West Coast Avengers. Let's do it. Ooh, that would be fun. If we do a Young Avengers tease, what I want is Kate is alone in her apartment now that her parents have been arrested. And a teeny tiny little Nick Fury comes in and is like, what do you know about the you Young
1: Avengers? Oh, you? did you do? oh, wait a second. We didn't get a pizza dog episode. What am I talking about? Yeah, that's, uh, I bet, be that's what it. I
2: meant to say that in my vision board. I bet we get the pizza
0: dog watching the fight shot. That would be great. I would love
1: that. That would be so much fun.
0: Folks, if you want to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Hawkeye, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay marvelous.
2: Say Marvelous Game!